Debates that revolve around civilian gun use often return to the same recurring theme. And one of them is whether it's right for someone to use a potentially lethal firearm to defend their home. A common argument is that if you don't know if someone is looking to do harm or just they're after some replaceable stuff, then it's not right to use lethal force. I'd like to explore that. So before I dig into this week's topic, I want to answer a quick question that I got after an episode from a couple weeks ago, which was on gun manufacturers I don't think you should buy from. I wrote on Twitter that I ran out of time and didn't get to cover all the brands that I wanted to, and so I got a couple DMs uh, asking who I left out. So here goes a quick list uh, off the dome of the big ones I left off. Radical Firearms, American Tactical Inc., and any Remington or Marlin made after they got bought by Cerberus in, I think, 2007. If you guys have any other questions going forward, don't be shy with the tweets or DMs. I'm at Range Talk Show on Twitter, and you can also contact me directly at rangetalkshow.com. With that out of the way, let's talk a little bit about the moral dilemma behind lethal force in home defense. Now, I am not a lawyer or even someone who has used lethal force to defend anything before. So we're going to stay on kind of a, a theoretical surface level here. But I still think it's an important topic for anyone to think about because the laws in your state may permit lethal force in most home defense circumstances, but your conscience might not be 100% on board. So I think when people discuss home defense, they tend to make it out to be more sanitary than it really is. Since we're usually debating stuff like firearm choice or even what types of firearms should be restricted from use in home defense, we sort of lose the reality of the situations we're talking about. We're kind of detached from them. And the fact is, lethal home defense is ugly. This is a hypothetical worst-case scenario where someone has invaded your home bypassed any other security measures that you have in place, and force you to engage with lethal force. This person is not necessarily evil, or even guilty of anything immediately evil. They're probably very desperate and going through uh, things in their life that I personally could never imagine. But at this time, in this theoretical situation, they are an invader. This invader has the element of surprise, usually the cover of darkness, and they're not going to be pleased to see you greeting them, especially with a gun. It's a nightmare for everyone involved. There are no winners here, just survivors. And in the unlikely event that it ever happens to you and yours, I want you and yours to be the survivors. Another thing that gets misconstrued in these types of debates and discussions is the whether there is an absolute need for lethal force to be available when defending your home from an intruder. I totally get the argument that stealing a TV or some jewelry isn't deserving of a death sentence, and that the, you know, the sleepy homeowner in this scenario shouldn't be the judge and jury in that case. I get it. That's the humane way to look at this. But that logic can't reasonably be applied to the instance of a home invasion. And I'm going to explain why. It, it, might be, it might be obvious for some of you, but it won't be obvious to everyone. The thing is, your home is your castle. It's the last place that you can expect privacy and security for yourself and your family. And common law has, for centuries, acknowledged that nobody has the right to take that security from you. When someone violates that, when they willingly break into your castle, it shouldn't matter what their intentions are. 
if your plan is to nab some jewelry or a TV and it involves breaking through a locked door or window and entering someone else's home, that's a bad plan. And the thing about those types of plans is that there probably isn't a plan B. Someone that's desperate enough to break into a home to do whatever it is they intended to do, we don't know if that's limited to simply theft. That isn't somebody who, when faced with an angry homeowner, can be depended on to throw up their hands and peacefully surrender. When you're woken up by a bump in the night, you probably don't know who it is that's doing the bumping. You don't know if they're under the influence of substances that are altering their decision-making. You don't know if they have a prior record of violent crime. You don't know anything about them or their intent, except that they're in your home without an invitation, which means you have nothing to take bets with. So if you're going to meet them, bring more than just a stern warning. So let's move forward with the assumption that everyone listening is at least somewhat on board with the necessity for lethal force at least being an option in a home defense scenario. You might not be comfortable with it, but why would you be? We're we're talking life and death here. It's not supposed to be something that you're comfortable with. It sucks. But if we don't know whether or not an intruder means anyone harm, we need to assume the worst and we need to respond accordingly. If it comes down to it, better you than them. That's a recurring theme here. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. It sucks, but that's reality. Some people accept the need for a home defense gun, or at least the option to have one available, but then they try to soften the lethality by saying they'll just load a shotgun with birdshot, or maybe it's like a pistol and they're just going to aim for the legs. And again, I get it. You don't want to hurt anyone. You just want to protect your home. I'm a pacifist and an idealist, so this is all really icky for me too. And in an ideal situation, just presenting the gun or just doing something like birdshot or or, or hitting them in the leg is all that it takes. But we got to be real here and focus on what our actual objective is. Nobody wants to die in a home invasion, no matter which side of it they're on. But nobody in their right mind wants to kill a stranger either. This isn't about killing a stranger. It's about stopping a threat. And that's what it's always about, whether we're talking about drawing from concealment in public, uh, law enforcement engaging a suspect, infantry in a combat zone returning fire when fired on. Whatever flavor the situation, it's going to come down to a really basic conclusion. You have identified a threat, and you need to fire until what you've identified is no longer a threat. Now again, that might be as simple as hitting the identified invader in the leg or hitting them with some birdshot. It might not even go as far as firing the gun at all. You know, most offensive gun uses, and there are an estimated hundreds of thousands of those in America per year, most of them don't involve shots being fired or lives taken at all. The presentation of the gun is, more often than not, a case-closed deterrent. Bad guy seems armed resistance, bad guy changes plans real quick. But there's still enough of a chance that the bad guy doesn't back down, and also enough of a chance that the leg shot or the bird shot doesn't stop them, that you can't bet on either of those being as far as a worst-case scenario will go. That's why I feel the only reasonable home defense plan will include a last-ditch option to put as many rounds as possible in center mass until the target is down and not moving. It's cold, it's ugly, but if we're talking about bets, it's the safest bet 
once you've been forced to that point. It is a last resort. To reiterate, you are the defender and the invader is the offender. If you're listening to this, I I hope that's where the rules are. As a defender, it is not your job to guess or bet on what the offensive intent will be. And it's not your job to find out. Your job is to defend. So give that 100%. Give it your all. I'd bet that anyone who's had to use lethal force to defend their home, their family, or themselves, and there are a lot of those people out there, that defender would rather deal with the guilt, the aftermath, the trauma, the recovery of having to use lethal force than deal with the consequences of not using that force if their assailant had taken a truly innocent life. Neither of these outcomes is pretty. Again, there are no winners here. But if faced with choosing one outcome or the other between those two, I feel the choice is very clear. And while I hope that none of us ever have to face that choice, if any of us do, I hope the right one is made. And I hope that what you need to be available to make that choice is there. I'm going to leave you with that for this week. Thanks again for tuning in. If you have a moment before next week's episode, I'd really appreciate it if you could leave Range Talk a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening on. Uh, Going forward, that's going to be the main way that people find Range Talk, and it's going to be how we kind of grow this little project. If you have a burning opinion about home defense that you're dying to share or something that I didn't cover here, be sure to hit me up on Twitter at Range Talk Show. If not, stay safe. We'll talk again soon.